Bear My Arctic podcast. This is episode <laughs> 31 of Insert Credit. I'm compulsive overeater Alex Jaffe. Joining me this week, cat liker Frank Sivaldi. Um, meow. Meow. Uh, guitar player meow. Tim Rogers. Yeah, that's me. I actually played the guitar today, so there you go. Nope. And Brandon Sheffield, who also likes cats. Yeah, I like cats also. Oh man, Brandon Sheffield so got an Frank, also. I think guitars are stupid though. <laughs> so Frank, yes. uh, by popular vote, you have been declared the winner of last week's episode. Indeed. Uh, so that means you get to pick our inaugural topic. Okay, um, I've got one. I've got an inaugural topic. Are you, are you guys ready for my inaugural topic? Yes. Is it about the presidential inauguration? Uh, no, it's not, but that's a good idea. Maybe next time. Um, my inaugural topic is is the following. Uh, let me close Facebook. You just made a noise at me. Um, turn Facebook off. Turn Facebook. Okay. Why does Facebook allow noises? Why did they make noises happen? It is the worst. That's not, that's not the inaugural topic. Hasn't made noises for me yet, but okay. It Here's will. the inaugural okay. topic. The inaugural topic, guys. Ready? Okay. Yeah. Um, so we've talked about in the past how um, pretty much there's uh, no way we're going to buy these new consoles. There's just no reason for it. Right. Um, okay. Yeah. This is kind of a discussion that's come up with us several times, and um, my question's kind of uh, related to that. In that, what would it actually take now that um, we pretty much know? unofficially what uh durango and orbis are uh spec wise what would it actually take to make us buy one of these things i'm bu- i'm buzzing in here with my finger um uh the first of all sony would have to call the console the orbis because <laughs> that's that would do it for me okay. i because right i mean if it's if that's just a code name it's like that is that is such an awesome name it's like mm-hmm. why waste that on a code name why not make that the real name of the console? That was a I joke. It's actually gonna, yeah, it's actually I don't gonna think be, that's very awesome. The, I'm, Sony I'm Dolphin, the Sony Dolphin and the Microsoft Katana are actually the final name. Yeah. The Sony <laughs> Dural. The Sony Dural. <laughs> Sony Katana. Uh, I don't really know what would make me want to buy one of them things. I mean, I guess it would have to be a game that was super awesome mm-hmm. that I was like, well, I got to play it. But I don't know if that video game exists. I don't know if that game could exist anymore. I, I tell you what, if they were like, okay, this is, it's got a turbo graphics port. <laughs> you can plug oh, your Hue cards in. If you could plug into your dang Hue cards, I would, I'd be like, all right, I guess, I, I guess yeah, Brandon, I, I understand what you're doing here. <laughs> Brandon, you could, you could make a computer for about a hundred dollars that goes into your TV right now and plays every turbo graphics game. I'm going yeah, to but I, it's fun if I have cards. I'm going to wait for the slim version of the Sony Katana, which will be called the Sony Wakazashi. Yes! Well, Japanese yes, uh, sword jokes. Good old sword jokes. So what I'm going to... What would get me to buy a console? Well, and I mean, I hope it happens, but Darksiders 3. I want Darksiders 3. And it's like nobody bought that IP at the THQ auction. It's like that's all I want. I want Darksiders 3 with Unreal 4. That's not a fact. In, in 1080p. I just, I want that. <laughs> I want that. Also, if there was an Uncharted, like an Uncharted 4, a uh-huh. Halo 5, Halo 5. Sure. Uh, <laughs> a 5 low. Man, five low. do you think, do you guys think, they're yeah. gonna make a, do you think yeah. they're going to make a new Assassin's Creed game? 
Oh, I, I hope so. Oh, man. <laughs> what about Splinter Cell? I know there's a new Splinter Cell coming. Like, what if in the Assassin's Creed for the katana, you actually use a katana? That's Whoa. the Assassin's Creed Japan. There you go. Yeah. I mean, okay, actually, in all in all seriousness, I don't really know what would get me to buy a console. I know that Sony bought up that Gaikai, and I know I, I've played games on Gaikai. Like, I, I used a Gaikai, like, in a demo. I, I never owned nothing with Gaikai. I don't even know if that even existed. And it's like, yeah, you can stream a game into your TV with no console. So is Sony going to buy that, and uh, the console's just, like, a big controller? But what is it going to be? I don't yeah. understand it. Like, I've thought of that being a, a possible selling point because, I mean, then you've got... But that's, that's I mean, it's basically what Steam's trying to do. If they have a good mm-hmm. interface, then they could mm-hmm. make that work. But I, in, in the course of this, I actually thought of what would make me buy a new console, but it's none of these. It would be if someone made... If, if there's a new console that has, you know, um, Microsoft's kind of interface, but a bit better... Um, and their their interest in downloadable titles, and Sony's interest in exclusive artsy weirdo things, and Nintendo was making games for it. If it was the one console, <laughs> if it was oh, the, the one console, console, I would oh, I would oh. buy it. If it had all, if if finally the convergence that seems inevitable happens, I'll buy that console because like it's it to me it's very silly that we've got. A PlayStation, a new PlayStation, and a new 360, and a Wii U. It's like, why? Yeah, you know what, what, what's going to happen is we're gonna we're gonna have you're gonna have a, th- a new Xbox, a new Microsoft thing, and a new Sony thing, and the same games are gonna come out for both. I have a prediction. It's, it's be whichever one you bought. It's like, what's the point of that? I what's think Nintendo. Prediction? I think Nintendo is gonna make a phone. Mm. Oh. <laughs> Do you guys no, think Nintendo? Come on. I think they're why, gonna. Why would Nintendo hey, make? I think okay. they might. Okay, Frank. What? Uh, I, I used to live in Japan. Uh-huh. And in Japan, Wait, every... Really? Wait, hang on. Back up a second. Back up. Calm, a second. Down, calm, calm down. It's no big deal, okay? I live with the fact every day. You guys can live with it. Uh, I used to live in Japan, and in Japan, every electronics company you can think of has a phone. Uh-huh. Yeah. Sony has that Xperia Play phone. Sony has a million phones, but they're also not just a video game company. But it's like... They're, they're going to make a Nintendo phone. They're going to make their own Nintendo. It's going to be the size of a Samsung Galaxy Note, and it's going to have a virtual console on it. Nintendo Daphne. It's going to have a Nintendo D-pad. It's going to be called a Nintendo Daphne. That's what it's going to be called. <laughs> but uh, well, uh, so anyway, right now the the one thing that is uh, like that I'm excited about on consoles, and this is the saddest thing in the world, is <laughs> is that Wind Waker HD remake for the the Nintendo <laughs> Wii U, and it's like, like first of all, that game looks like Link God darn forgot to put on his sunglasses. Is what that game looks like because it's just like bursting with bloom lighting. It looks like More a God like darn Waker. Looks now, like God darn cereal box photography. The actual like screens we've seen are are just like concepts of what that environment would look like in HD, right? It's not yeah, what it would look like with a ton of bloom. Yeah, yeah. I would hope that the actual game doesn't look like that because uh, I think lighting would hurt the look of that game. Yeah. I miss would. the big poofy clouds. It seems that they're making them all wispy and realistic. And ah, you know. I don't like wispy. I don't like wispy. <laughs> so guys, I don't either. More this like is the Insert Credit mm-hmm. Podcast. 
Wait, I have not answered my uh, own question. Just answer okay. it, man. Fine, answer your question. I'm trying to, but you guys won't stop talking. Okay. Uh, my actual answer is that I would buy the Microsoft thing if it ran regular Windows and let me do whatever I want. Okay. It's not going to happen. This is the Insert Credit Podcast, wherein I give you a topic that none of you have heard before. Came from I've my heard brain. them. I've heard the topics. I've heard all of them. Oh, no. Well, don't ruin it Wait, for the rest what? of them. Why did he tell you the topics? Listen, we have an arrangement worked out. Brandon's been kind of trailing behind you guys, and he needs a little bit of a starter. Darn it. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) so he's getting some before class tutoring. Why is that fair? And when does Tim live in Japan? He'll be able to join the rest of the group. Long time ago. Anyway, I'm going to give you these questions. You answer them as a group, and you got six minutes to do each, after which I sound a buzzer. At the end, we do a lightning round. Then you guys uh, do your best at it. Whoever does the best at it gets to do the inaugural topic next week. And after the show, for our live listeners, we will answer your questions in the chat. So here we go. Okay. United States Senator Lamar Alexander said today that video games are a bigger problem than guns because they affect people. Your task in the next six minutes is to prove him correct. Video games affect people? Yes. What? And in doing so, are more dangerous than guns. Oh. Hmm. Uh, we have to prove him right. Okay. Well, I guess... I mean, I was going to write an article about this at some point, and I just keep dragging my feet. Um, the one way in which... Unfortunately, it's also related to guns, but uh, with... I believe it was Medal of Honor. Uh, they were marketing the actual... Uh, guns that were used in the game and how they were realistic. Yeah, that's and correct. That is um, you know, that's that's basically saying here's a way that you could realistically kill a guy with a real gun. I guess that's that would that could affect some weird guy to be like, "Oh, so that's how a guy would die if I had this, you know, semi-automatic mm-hmm. rifle from these fellas." Um, but that's related to guns, so it doesn't quite <laughs> video, games have, video games have affected me. First of all, everybody viewing at home can see that I've got a Rockstar Energy drink right here, and I'm opening it. Would I be drinking these if it weren't for video games? I don't think so. Would, However, I, have, would I have this bag of Doritos sitting see? right next to me on the couch, <laughs> not for video games? Wow. No. There you go. Brandon's eating Doritos. Well, he's not eating them because that would be grotesque. Be I don't think Brandon has ever made anyone eat Doritos. Did you guys see that Alien uh, Colonial Marines or Aliens Colonial Marines has a uh, one of the DLCs is Monster Energy Drink DLC. Yes. Yeah. So you yes. Like, enter a code from a Monster Energy Drink to get like a monster logo on your Marine's chest. That's what <laughs> I, I need. Know. I need I was that. the aliens right out. The aliens. Well, here's, oh, here's what I that know about marketing. Too. Let's be friends. It's just here's like what, the DreamWorks movie Monsters vs. Aliens. Here's what I know about marketing is that that uh if the if if the uh, you know if if everything goes on as planned yeah uh and aliens is really happens knowing what i know about marketing they will have monster energy drinks on their body armor they will have monster energy drink logos on their body armor because plausible because they're going to be sponsoring probably the the pmcs of space you know so how do video games affect people? Well, I think I wouldn't be nearly as uh, obsessive about my bank account if I hadn't played Dragon Quest. You know? Right. I wouldn't be nearly as stingy if I hadn't played Dragon Quest. I mean, seriously. 
I, I would, uh, I would probably have had so much more fun in my life <laughs> if I hadn't played Dragon Quest and saved up for so many copper swords and all that. So mm-hmm. I think I think what the senator is actually uh, saying is that video games are art. I think that he has <laughs> done what uh, Roger Ebert has been uh, too afraid to do. Yeah, he played Take Journey, that, and then Ebert. he's like, that game affected me, and that's yeah. how I know. And, and he recognizes right. how dangerous that is. I mean, you put, I don't know, you put uh, Mein Kampf and a gun in front of a German. And uh, which one's going to affect Mein Kampf more? and Minecraft, yeah. I was about to say that, yeah. <laughs> Why have I never heard that uh, play on words before? That's hilarious. Minecraft. <laughs> I mean, wait, are you joking, Frank? Because I made that like four episodes ago. Yeah, the, oh. we, we did that in the uh, Jordan episode. Well, I wasn't yeah. uh, paying attention to anybody in that episode except for myself. Heck so. yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't think you could prove that. that. I think that's the point. You can't prove that. You can't prove that video games make people do stuff. You can't prove that anything makes people do anything that is subjective. It's not possible. Um, so I would love to try to prove it. but There was a moment fun. in The Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past, where you had had a, they'd given me the lantern in the very first prequel, like, like prologue dungeon. And yeah. you use the lantern to light torches, which then light up the area, light three torches, lights up the whole area. Mm-hmm. So early in dungeon two, I reached... You shot you know, a guy in real life, right? Like, no, you no, burned no. down listen, your house. <laughs> listen, listen. You go into a room in the dungeon, you turn left, and then there's four torches, right? And that's it. The, the room's already lit up. There's four torches. What do I do? And immediately, there's, there's a locked door as well. So I go, if I light up all four of those torches, that door is going to open, right? Having no precedent for it. You know, I'm 12 years old at this point, And it's like, I'm going to light all four of those torches, and that door is going to open because I see a thing I can do. I know how to do it. I see a thing that I don't know the solution to. It's going to solve itself. Lit all four of those torches, the door opened, right? And I have never had herpes. There you go. There you go. That's it. Because because I'm always thinking in terms of situations and uh, unsolvable problems and what ifs and known knowns, right? Known knowns and unknown unknowns. Unknown unknown is what's behind that door. Well, I know there's something back there, so it's a. Yeah. Speaking of unknown unknowns, though, you could be a uh, a carrier that doesn't exhibit symptoms that is possible Mm -hmm. but anyway i already investigated that and i am not okay so i have another thing re-affecting which is uh you know the first time i played grand theft auto 3 this is funny because this is gta 3 this is gta affecting people i played that for the first yeah i played that for the first time and i was driving around in that car and i was smashing into all this stuff and i was at my friend's house and afterward, I had to drive home. And oh, I, was, no. I was a relatively new driver at the time. And I was like, man. Is this when I you killed just, that old lady? I should just be able to smash into all this stuff. Like, I actually thought that in my brain for a minute. And uh, it, uh, that, that's, that, that did weird me out a little bit that I, yeah. that I thought that. Because it, it's really like, man, this would be a lot more fun if consequences didn't exist. Well, for me, and like, I you had, can kind of forget about them. Yeah, I kind of, yeah. I just want to say that after I played Call of Duty, I joined the army and I I went over as a sniper for a couple yep. of years. All right. right. Yeah. In conclusion, Jack Thompson was right. Yeah, JT, I love that guy. Tech Thompson. This week, Nintendo announced a Shin Megami Tensei Fire Emblem crossover for the Wii U. 
Is that Where true? is the synergy between these franchises? I, I, I have no idea what you just said. So, <laughs> that is not a frank question right there. I tell you what, I do, man. I tell you where the synergy is. Um, they made that Devil Survivor, and that is a that is a tactics game, and uh, also Fire Emblem is a tactics game. So maybe right there, but I don't know. That's weird. I had no idea that happened, and um, good for them, it's, I guess. It's definitely a thing. Where's the synergy? I don't know. Well, they're both Japanese video games, and they're both by True. companies that. Uh, that ain't gonna be around much longer unless they do god darn something. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean that's <laughs> that's well, a god darn fact. I mean you know these you know these these companies are constantly um they're spiraling in on themselves is what they're doing. They're they're like, Okay, we're having we're having trouble attracting people to this stuff. We our video games are not getting the millions of sales that they used to get and so that's why you've got these mashups of Capcom, Sega, and whoever, and you've got, you know, constant... These con- It's like the Japanese game industry has become uh, kind of like a mashup DJ. Like they're taking, they're taking their greatest hits or even their s- slightly less great hits and trying yeah, to mash them up and hope that the, the aggregate is going to really attract the youth market and and get the kids interested. I don't know. I I I feel like this is the this is the equivalent of dubstep what is happening in in the Japanese game industry right now. These these constant mashups and moe otaku targeting things like I, I wouldn't be surprised if if uh if this game had, you know, some 12-year-old girls you could romance in it. Maybe it will. Nice. Oh wait, I'm not supposed to say that. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know if I have any more things to say about that. I'm pretty sure that owing to the fact that it has two licenses, right? Yeah. It's got two franchises put together. What's going to happen is what always happens when they do that, which is it's just going to suck. Yes. And uh, it's like if you like either of these things, you'll buy this. We've just doubled our sales, so who cares? Mm-hmm. It's like the more like the, the more sure they are somebody's going to buy it, the less attention they put to it. Yeah, it's like that um that that Koei uh Pokémon Pokémon uh, is what Dynasty it's Warriors um mm-hmm. mashup thing. I played it for a while. It was okay. It was a it was an all right tactics game, but it wasn't like real good. It wasn't it wasn't like a top tier game there. It was fine, but it was. I thought it was funny that they mashed those two things up, and that I could code try to defeat Nobunaga with uh, with Magikarp or whatever. But um, Nobunaga's- ultimately, it wasn't that great. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure that. I mean, Koei's tactics games have a. Uh, I don't want to set anybody on fire here, but they've they've never actually been very good. They're not that great. They're okay. I mean, they sometimes they have an idea or two, but. You know that, what games are good, all. though, is those Fire Emblem games are, like, the best. And people always talk about crap like Final Fantasy Tactics or whatever, but it's like, duh, Fire Emblem is the, the better. I mean, there's, yes. there's a possibility that, it, that this could be good because Fire Emblem is pretty good, and that Devil Survivor series is also pretty good. So maybe this could be good as well. But I'd like I to take know. a moment to acknowledge my friend Shelby, who only follows two video game series, those series being Shin Megami Tensei and Fire Emblem. So when I told her about this, she thought I was, like, playing a joke on her. 
So it's, I'm it's, thinking maybe she's not the only one, that there are people who these are the two series they follow and that's it. Oh, but certainly not the only one, but probably one out of five or six that is that way. Also, is your friend a Mustang? In... <laughs> no. I think, I think in Japan yeah. there's a lot of people like that. There's a lot of people who just... Oh, yeah, that's true, like Dragon Quest. Just Dragon Quest, and that's it. Yeah, if they were to mash up Dragon Quest and Pokemon, which they will, but not yet, but (laughs) when when the money is right, they will will mash up Dragon Quest and Pokemon. Or like when the money is wrong without Dragon Quest. I think they'll Mm -hmm. call it Dragquokemon. I think it's what they'll call it. Pokequest. Pokequest. I think Dra- I think Drakewokemon is the best. <laughs> yeah, I think they will uh, I think that when the money is right they will they will shriek in desperation and mash them together in a in a in a fit of keyboard slapping over six months or so and then Yeah, they're gonna have to merge their spreadsheets real hard when they do that. Yeah. And it'll Ooh. probably be like for IOS. Excel fusion dance. And you You'll have to, have to like, you have to pay a- for every Pokemon that you get. You have to pay. You have to pay a dollar and or take a dump onto your tablet screen. <laughs> yes. Well, we were and, talking last week about playing uh, touch screen games with your genitals. Maybe this is it. Yeah, there you go. That would be Drake Pokemon. Drake Pokemon. Okay. Did uh, we answer the question? Yes, I, I think, think we answered that question. question. No. Shin Megami Tire Emblem. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> now so, we've answered the question. While you now guys are talking about that stuff, I uh, started looking on eBay to see if there's anything interesting that happened on eBay recently. Uh-huh. Has and, there been? Uh, well, I, I'm really happy to report that, uh, I don't know if you guys know the author of the emulator BSNES. He goes by Bayou, I guess, B-Y-U-U. Um, okay. He he yeah. is really big on, uh, like, properly preserving the Super, Nintendo, Super Nintendo and emulating on, like, a really low level and doing it right. Uh-huh. Um, and he's really into preservation, and as part of that, he collected every... Super Nintendo game released in America with all the boxes and stuff to like scan them properly. So mm-hmm. he's, kind of, he's kind of a cool guy, um, and he just managed to sell his Super Nintendo collection on eBay for twenty two thousand nine hundred dollars. So I'm really happy to see that. That's quite a few money. Well, that Very was nice. the sound. I thought that was going to be the the Brandon Sheffield Nintendo Entertainment System. <laughs> <laughs> and if I'm not mistaken, he's using a lot of that money to start going after Super Famicom now. So Very nice. That stuff. All right. Next question. All right, NQ. Who is the Ozzy Osbourne of video games? Me. Okay. okay. So, okay there's, so, a, there's a lot of aspects to Ozzy we've got to deal with here. Yeah, we got, okay, he's, he used to be a really cool and kind of pioneering guy. Well, not really cool. Somewhat cool and relatively right. pioneering guy as part of a group, which is good for video game developers because he they're part of a team. He was also polarizing, and uh, there was sure. a lot of misconceptions about how crazy he was. And now... Now he's a he burnout a weirdo. Burnout yeah. weirdo. Peter so, Molyneux! <laughs> Peter Molyneux is a good one. Uh, well, also, unintelligible voice is another one. Unintelligible speaking yeah. voice. And British. Yeah. Mm. There you go. I think it's Peter Molyneux. <laughs> Could be Peter That's Molyneux. <laughs> Just kind of a guy, somebody who's been, yeah, yeah, unintelligible speaking voice, uh, ungrateful children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. I, I don't know about Peter Molyneux's kids. If he well, has any, they're probably in Does grades. Milo count as one of Molyneux's kids? Wait, Peter Molyneux does have kids because he did that, uh, hey, Gabe Newell, please make Half-Life 3 video. Remember yeah, he, that? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. He got, his, he, he got his child to say that, which is just grotesque. So yeah. he, that child is well, going to... Well, up. Project Milo has given him a taste for manipulating children. 
Yeah. Yeah. Man, so I'm, I'm trying to think of a better, or if not better, another example, and it's it's quite... M- much like Ozzy Osbourne's taste for live bats. Yeah. yeah. So the thing is, people, like, they're, it's really hard for a video game developer to have, like, a public personality. So, mm-hmm. like, our pool's already pretty limited. Um, yeah. Like... I was thinking about Eugene Jarvis, maybe, but that, oh, he's not Jarvis. relevant enough. No, he's not relevant enough. Um, I'm thinking, okay. like, I'm starting to go toward the more indie guys because they're they're perceived as being kind of crazy, like John Blow and, and Phil Fish, who certainly is crazy. Yeah, um, but Phil has only the one thing, really. I mean, not really, yeah. but the only the one thing that people really know and care about. Yeah, but and, also the movie uh, about that one thing. You, but yeah, but you would have to, you would have to be popular early on because it was basically the uh, the first thing that Ozzy did was this band. So yeah, yeah. um, it, so Molly New works for that as well. Um, what about Richard Garriott? Richard Garriott, I don't feel like is a good example because he actually like. Uh, okay, so for example, Ozzy Osbourne doesn't play the guitar or anything. Right. Yeah, no, it's true. Yet, yet the music that he is—I mean, not not meaning any offense to the guy—but the music that he is known for is also known for having these complex, detailed, yeah. rich, textured guitar solos, right? So he's not like mm. he's not an indie guy. He's not like a you know striking yeah. it out on his own sort of it's guy. It's true. It's true. And also, so also Gary, Gary like Gary plays his own guitar. Yeah, that he did true. too much stuff, Gary. Yeah. Um, yeah. And also, he was never, like, weird or out there other than dressing like a, a king, I guess. He is a little weird. He's a little weird. And now he's trying to go into space and stuff. That is he weird. Did. He already went to space. He did go to space, yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, go he's into trying to get back there. He's making back to space. space things. Like, he's trying to get into the space industry, is what I mean. Yeah. Um, John Romero. John Romero. Long, long uh, hair. Yeah. Uh, he was the level designer of Doom. Uh, yeah. You know his his whole like uh, the Daikatana ad thing, like he's he's gonna make you his bitch or whatever. That was kind of a yeah. shock jockey kind of thing, mm-hmm. right? Um, now he is. Well, he's not unintelligible now. He's not. He's not unintelligible. He doesn't have an unintelligible voice. No, he actually has a very, very understandable speaking voice. So yeah. that kind of docks him a whole bunch of points here. And I don't know that I'd call him a burnout, but I don't really. Honestly, I don't think he's know, know what he does now. But he works at Loot Drop. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know life. what he like does. I have a good now. idea what he does, but it's like I don't know if it's rock and roll. Yeah, so but I don't want maybe to... that is. Uh, I mean, Ozzy's not really a burnout now. He still he he released that terrible cover album. Remember that? Oh yeah, no. It, wait, when was that? That was like six years ago. <laughs> uh, no, okay. Ozzy's not a. He's not a total burnout. I mean, he's okay. he's still. I would say he's he still makes music that people enjoy. And like, if they did it, if they did yet another Black Sabbath reunion tour, I would go to it. Mm-hmm. There was sure. this cover of the Beatles across the universe on his cover album, which uh, I'm not going to lie, I torrented it because I didn't actually want it. And it was this cover he did of across the universe was like the worst thing I'd ever heard in my life. It was like so bad. It was like. Worse than like a six-year-old with Garage Band. It's just it. It was just atrocious. So he was he was also good at working with good people that later um, did more stuff. I mean, like he found he found Zach Wild, that guitarist, and yeah, that uh, guy was wild. He was, and uh, and some of them other fellas. 
I don't know. I guess Peter Mullen is probably the best answer. Yeah, so I feel far. like we're just trying to justify not saying Peter Molyneux, but I think yeah, Peter that's Molyneux. It. They have similar accents. Is it the same accent? I can't really tell because Ozzy's just so yeah eroded by time and evil that, <laughs> that it's hard to tell. It's quite muffled. Yeah. I will say that Ozzy Osbourne was pretty funny in Brutal Legend. Yeah, yeah, actually, he was really good in Brutal Legend. Yeah, yeah, he was. He actually had a uh, he put on a performance. Lemmy was really good in Brutal Legend too. Mm-hmm. I kind of get the feeling that a lot of that is that uh, whoever was in there, I'm assuming Tim Schafer, at least partially, is a good voice director. Oh. I'm pretty Possible. sure of that as well. That would yeah, make good old sense. Tim Schafer. Yeah. Tim S. Schafer, as I call him. Yeah, Tim yeah. Schafer. I called him that on Twitter. <laughs> That's the end of that anecdote. Hey, guys, mm-hmm. guess what it's time for? I don't know. I don't want to guess. I'm, it's I'm time afraid. for Improv Zone. Oh, man. Oh, no. Yeah. I don't know if I'm ready. So this week, brought to you by Rockstar Energy Drink. No, Brandon, and Doritos. This, don't worry, Brandon, because this is the role you were born to play. Oh, oh nice. nice. Bonk fan? Brandon, Curmudgeon. this week you are Satoru Iwata. Oh! Tim, <laughs> I, I, reach. I invented Tim, the Iwata voice, but keep going. I will Tim, tell you. Tim, oh, you are Reggie fils Yes! <laughs> it's, E3, it's E3 2013. And you're standing outside the hotel room door of Shigeru Miyamoto, played by Frank, who has locked himself in and refuses to leave for Nintendo's presentation. Go. <laughs> Miyamoto, man, what's going on in there? We need you out there. Come no! I Don't you we remember the past times? <laughs> we need you, man. We used to when we were used to code together in our well you didn't really code that was mostly me. I mean, I am pretty good at coding and stuff. But you know, we used to have Actually, a thing what, what Mr. You wanna, uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> What's going on in there, Miyamoto? What are you doing? No! <laughs> Miyamoto, do you have my wife in there? I mean, oh! you're always you're always talking about your wife and how she doesn't play your games. Is that my wife in there playing your games with you? My mom better not be in there. <laughs> no. We've His got a body new... is ready right over here. What, 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 what could possibly be wrong with my your body? My body is ready. My body is Reggie. My Reggie is ready. I don't want to do this anymore. Why? Explain why. I don't. I can't do it. We've got it's a new be- Mario, a new Zelda, a new Kid Icarus. It's going it's to be a much. banner year. It's too much. Listen, if you come out, I will make a new Adventures of Lolo. <laughs> I need you to I go promise. out there, and I need you to tell them that we've hit a new high watermark. They're not going to believe me if I say it. I've already said it, but my voice is too funny. They just don't... You know, we need you to come out there in that Zelda costume because we're no! losing the crowd. They're they're starting. You know, they're not shrieking. They're not they're not standing on their seats and stamping their feet. Their jowls flapping in the wind as they as they just howl. I mean, E three two thousand ten. You had a plastic shield on your arm. The crowd right. went wild. They couldn't E3, get E three two thousand twelve. No plastic shield. No crowd going wild. We need you. The game's not done! Wind Waker HD. Listen, the game doesn't need to be done. You were, I know you were embarrassed that one time when you were out there with the Wiimote. You were trying to slash. Ah! 
okay, I'm sorry I brought it up, but we have to talk about this. That did happen, but it was okay. You know, they they they, they raked you over the coals for a minute, but then the game came out. They played it. They loved it. We just need to show them we can do it again, and we need you there to do this for us. Mr. Miyamoto, I will let you direct New Super Mario Brothers 3 if you go out there today. No! <laughs> you're just a, you're getting cranky. You're getting cranky, and I don't know what to do with you. I mean, what, do we do we need to find a new Miyamoto? Do we need to take another one out of the vat? Are you past your expiration date? I'm Kirby's, hungry! <laughs> Kirby's Epic Yarn 2. What do you think? Let me out. We fit <laughs> four. What do you think of that? We fort, we can call it. There you go. Well, How about it? Well. <laughs> no, we, no, we, we, no. We got a Miyamoto snack out here. We got one. Oh. Miyamoto we, snack. I've, I've noticed, I noticed you've been jumping rope a lot. How about we let you make a game where you're, you're jumping rope with two Wiimotes with motion pluses? And you've got to jump over How it. about a, 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 a game about getting funny, wacky haircuts? And then you can put them on your, on your me. You love those haircuts you get. I don't like haircuts. <laughs> I promise that we will get you a better haircut if you come out today. Well. We'll get you a real haircut. We'll, we'll a real spend haircut. More... Then your wife will respect you. I guarantee this. Your wife will play all your video games. She'll play them. And she'll go to bed with you instead of with your neighbor. We will spend more than $3. No! More than $3 on your next haircut. No! Okay, listen up. Do you want to end up like Gunpei Yokoi? Because <laughs> if you don't, you need to get out of that room. Now, we didn't actually kill him. We but didn't we actually did, do that. We, didn't, we did not kill him, but we did not not kill him. We did not actually prevent whoever ran over that man that later was never found. Uh, you know, uh, these these kinds of accidents, they do occur. We're and, not uh, saying it's going to actually happen. Was that the end? Was that the end? What was that sound? Did you hear that, Miyamoto? <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't me, guys. <laughs> really? <laughs> was that you? <laughs> Was that you, Whose Miyamoto? Whose line is it, anyway? <laughs> was that you, Miyamoto? All right, uh, I'm coming out. Just give me the sword. I'll make this happen. All right. All right. We couldn't get a plastic sword this year. It's a real metal sword. You just got to promise you're not going to kill yourself. <laughs> I, I, I can't make that promise. Let's go. Then we have to kill you. <clears throat> don't, up, don't upend the table with that sword. I think I think, I think we we've I think we've run up. aground yeah. here, yep. Javi. I'm, we're done. Kill it. Come on. We're, we're, we're only getting finished, guys. Totally who who played that sound? I, I don't uh, know. That, I think it was Frank. I, was, I Frank. think it was Frank. Frank, yeah, did you play that sound? I was trying to come up with a Miyamoto sound, and that's the. <laughs> well, B plus, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Good hustle. Acceptable. Good hustle. We'll do it again later, I guess. Number six. The word genre seems to mean something different for video games than other forms of media. Genry. Is this appropriate nomenclature, or should it be revised? I think it should be revised. I've actually been calling for this for several years. I think we should use the word format. 
I think action game is a format. Mm. Science fiction is a genre. There you go. So do you think genre refers to the, 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 the story genre of a game? Yeah, I think genre refers to... Thematics, the, maybe? The theme, the thematics, yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's like, for, for, for like one thing, a movie obviously doesn't have different interaction formats, right? A movie is just, you put your eyeballs on it, right? And your well, it kind of does. I mean, they get, you, you could call 3D a format, or THX surround a sound a format, maybe. Yeah. So it's like, like, but but in general, you're using your eyes and your ears to see and hear the movie, and 3D is a special effect, I would call it. Like, uh, so, like uh, with a video game, an action game is like a format of of game, and there's sci-fi action, and there's fantasy action, sci-fi role playing, fantasy role playing, you know. I, I think that the word genre just isn't right for most of the uses that <clears throat> they give it. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah, I'm so I, I that. get distracted because there's there's a, there's a man outside throwing a baseball against uh, walls and also against um, trash cans, and it's making really loud noises. Cool. What, what genre is that? Is it the action? I think the that's action? the act. I think it, he's playing a what do you call it? What do you call it? That Mad World game over there. Ah. Oh, Animal Reigns? No, Mad World. Mad World itself. Okay. Webster's Dictionary defines genre as a category of artistic, musical, or literary composition characterized by a particular style, form, or content. So hmm. maybe it is appropriate. Hmm. Mm, and I think, I mean, I'm going to maybe argue a little bit for th- calling it genre because I think by that definition, I mean that's that's how that's how games are defined. You don't define games by their stories. So Right. You know uh assuming that like something has to have a genre, then I would say that the current definition is fine, but um I would rather use genre in Tim's way as it applies right. to games because because uh, I believe in games uh, being able to tell stories. So Yeah, it's like it's like great. I don't ever sit down and I don't ever think I really would like to play a science fiction themed game right now. And I'm 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 not saying that nobody does, but yeah. I'm sure that a lot of people will be like, I'd like to play a science fiction themed game next. And then what do we got? Do I want it to be an RPG or a strategy game or an action game or a shooting action game? That's like a sub format there. It's a shooting action or, uh, you know, well, how do they like? Do they use the word genre for board games? I would imagine that they must uh, do that for like sci-fi board games or in the sci-fi genre. They have a lot of different uh, things that they call genres in board games, like the the type of board game that it is. Mm-hmm. It uh, is true it, that it kind of it kind of reduce it reduces sci-fi to <clears throat> an adjective there if 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 you if rpg is the genre and then sci-fi is just a description there is of that. a wikipedia article entitled board games by genre uh, mm, what are the genres here's other, uh, biology themed children's economic simulation fantasy historical horror okay. licensed murder and mystery party yeah. racing See, that's so much road. different yeah. That's so much yeah. different uh, uh, categorization. Right. Uh, those are criteria. those are actually genres, like right. for the most part. A lot of them seem kind of mixed up, 
though. Yeah. Well, I mean, railroad board games are always about building a railroad, right. you know. But you can and, just you can just get the like the great the more granularity and specificity. So maybe you know sci-fi action shooters are a genre. Yeah. Then because like you know with with uh, with metal music for example you've got you've got black metal but then you've also got black thrash and then you've got um, you know I had black thrash metal, once it was whatever. terrible yeah, it's, it's, you wouldn't believe the inoculation I had to get so <laughs> you know getting getting uh, getting further down into there you just have genre specificity which is um, yeah just uh, so anyway I guess we could just say that. For genres, you'd have to include a whole bunch of words. Like, you can't just call uh, Skyrim an RPG or a fantasy yeah. game. It's yeah. an action fantasy RPG. So what order do you put? What's the ideal order to put those words in? I, th- I think that the... Theme? Kind of, the thing that it does should maybe be... Oh, no, I what, guess theme should be first, and then... So fantasy, yeah, I agree. action... Theme should be first. Fantasy, Fantasy action, RPG. Yeah, yeah, because it, it, RPG is ultimately the core of the game because you're you're playing a role, and action is the the tool by which the, the, the by which the mechanics are expressed. But it's also first person. So a fantasy first person action RPG. You might it, first person sounds more natural at the front of that to me, but I think that's because I'd. I'd like I'd, I I would want to put a pause there. It is a first person than the rest of that stuff. I now, know that the uh, the ideal uh, order for like ordering something at Starbucks is to uh, give the temperature. No, no, no. Yeah, the temperature, size, drink. So like hot grande coffee or hot grande chai latte, right? I, I mean, Never. I think I think first person is weird because. Because it's a camera state. That's yeah. it's n- not really a genre. It's like a right. But it is. There are there are third person action RPGs. Are we one upping no, this? True. Let's let's one up this. Okay. There's, okay. All right. uh, I, I have a question for the room. Then, if we're one upping this, what do we call? Let's say the movie Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. Uh, fantasy. Uh, is, is, is it a fantasy? Halloween part? A Halloween party videotape is what we call that. <laughs> is it is it a fantasy adventure movie? Yeah, fantasy epic. adventure. Um, so, you might so you might also epic quote, fantasy adventure. Yeah, epic fantasy adventure. Um, it's not high fantasy. Uh, so okay, so so which one of those is the genre? Both of them. I think the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, I so, think. We're, we're saying that the genres as they are now are are accurate. not specific enough. Well, yeah, well, but but usually people will just say that action game is a genre or well, I, RPG. I people is a say genre. like military first person shooter as opposed to just first person. Shooter. They have they mm-hmm. have actually started saying that now. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's and good like, that they started saying that. And also like realistic military yeah. first person shooter v- versus you know sci fi. Military first well, person. I don't also know like sure, Brandon. That would be a first person military shooter. Yeah, that doesn't yeah. sound right to me. No, it doesn't. I, so I don't shoot those military. I think theme should go first. Hmm. Military first person shooter. Okay. Yeah. And you would put that under the subgenre of first person shooter. So the yeah. format of the game, the, the what I call the format, which is a first person shooter, 
You then have the sub one, which is military, and then the sub bullet point there is realistic military first-person shooter. Aha. Uh-huh. All right. right. And there's no such thing as arcadey military first-person shooter. Maybe there is. It probably is. I think we've got I mean, this taxonomy down. But you wouldn't put that in its own nested bullet point. It would just right. be kind of presumed it, upward. Maybe. Okay. If, okay. Anyway. Maybe we, maybe we uh, one of us can write some kind of article where we taxonomize popular video games. And uh, Halo is a sci-fi first-person shooter. Skiffy. Mm-hmm. All skiffy. right. A skiffy... Skiffy... I, I, I want to I take this moment of, of, of talking about sci-fi to just uh, share a thought that I had today, which is that um, there are two games in development that are like big mysteries that everyone's waiting for the reveal of, uh, whatever Bungie's doing, whatever Respawn's doing, and they're both sci-fi shooty guy games. I'm ready. So, so sure. That's, that's, that's what we aspire to. Right well, now. you know, I, don't, I know you're being, uh, you're being cynical here, Frank, but mm-hmm. have you seen, like, the screenshots and stuff of the Bungie one? It looks pretty cool. They it released, looks- like, some concept stuff. Looks pretty neat to me. It looks like it, a neat world, I guess. At least it has some imagination. And, you know, I didn't those guys... It. I didn't see it. Oh, uh, it looks real cool. Okay. Let's All move right. on to our next topic. Let's... John Simpson requests you design a game for the Star Trek holodeck. Oh, man. Well, okay. with Star Trek holodeck, you can do, like, anything. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, so it's like you can just be in the middle of anything. So what software would you design specifically for the holodeck? Skyrim. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there is the, it. So. With better was, shooting controls. Have you guys seen that Bravest Warriors cartoon on so. the... No. <clears throat> on the webs, it's pretty cute. And uh, the first episode, I think it was the first episode, has a has a hollow can, hollow toilet. Yeah, um, yeah. Where there's a dude sitting on the toilet, like fighting wizards and stuff, and other people are coming in there. And he's like, "God, guys, get out of here!" Um, but you know, he's swinging his sword or he's sitting on the toilet. That'd be a fun game. I mean, people love playing games on the toilet. Like yeah. They, yeah. people talk about that when they're when they're uh, reviewing iOS titles and stuff. The perfect mm-hmm. toilet game. Or so whatever. you would put the holodeck in the Enterprise's bathroom? Yes, and then while you're in there, you can you can make some serious choices. <laughs> well, I would go one further, and I would say the ultimate holodeck game would be uh, like just a room, like a really comfortable room with a bathroom. Mm-hmm. And an iPhone that has like like a virtual iPhone that has like every iPhone game ever. <laughs> okay, that's the holodeck. The holodeck and, and like, is that like you have every iPhone. Real game. real world iPhones go up to sixty four gigabytes. This one would just have thousands. Oh my god! Now, now is the the bathroom is real. It's not simulated. Yeah, it's real. Oh man! But it's it's got a simulated like facade on it. Also, uh, in my holodeck game, there would be. Uh, like a movie theater, like an IMAX screen, right? Yeah. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. No, I don't, and then I don't you've, got, you've got a goddamn PC hooked up to it, and it's putting <laughs> uh, Super Nintendo games right there. Yeah. <laughs> later, and you get MAME in a movie theater. Holy I, crap. I want, I want to be what? in Fox Revenge. <laughs> this is yeah. in the holodeck. This is the most effective use of holodeck technology. I don't know. I think, I think what you'd want there is you would want something that could surprise you, something that could 
take you to a world that you couldn't otherwise get to. And first of all, if we've got holodecks, we've got like spaceships, we got friggin' aliens, we got yep. Klingons and whatnot. That's so, not necessarily true. I'm there kidding. Be... I'm kidding about that part. But okay, keep going. If, keep going. You know, if if we've got the technology for holodecks, we've got some crazy stuff going on in our world. It's probably. hard to surprise people by that. Point. It's hard to surprise people. Yeah. So you, we got to get something that can pick something out of your brain that you or something out of the air that is not in your brain, something that you haven't thought of before, and confront you with that and have you interact with it. Because I think that would be. I mean, that's what people people want. Kind of a. Uh, an interesting uh, situation that they have not yet, that is familiar to them and yet different. Uh, a recasting of things that they're, that they're kind of interested in or, or, or something new entirely, perhaps. So um, I think it would have to know your brain really well. Hmm. Yeah. I remember, okay, I've only seen like two full episodes of Star Trek The Next Generation in my life, but a couple months ago I was on Netflix and I, I saw one that was like, Data is Sherlock Holmes in, oh, yeah, the, in the in the holodeck, and it turns out that Professor Moriarty is so smart that he figures out it's a simulation, right? Ah. Yeah, and uh, he starts freaking out, and I think that's kind of cool. I would want something like that. I would want Man. like I would want the 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 main bad guy to be so smart that. He's going to try to destroy, like, blow up the spaceship that I'm on. <laughs> God darn stupid Matrix is what it is. Yeah, I want, I want a program that can really, really kill me. <laughs> so, in um, other words, I want to be playing Gradius on this movie screen, in, 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 on this IMAX screen, and if I die, my ship blows up in the real world. It sounds awful. I don't want and, that and, at and all. You lose, and all your power-ups are just floating out there. Yeah, a whole bunch of... Just options in space. Yeah. I think they actually they they I think they kind of nailed it in the show. Like that's yeah. kind of the game I'd want to play. It's like right. put me in Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, I'd want to be Sherlock Holmes. I'd want to be yeah. the heck out of Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. Gene Roddenberry think did, did the first Star Trek. Who did the next generation? Gene Gene uh, uh, Gene Gray Blod- Bloddenberry. Yeah, so Gene Bloddenberry might be our greatest game designer. That's Man, right. I would want to be. Uh, I would want to be like. Sherlock Holmes, but like, also get laid a lot. Like, have sure. a lot of intercourse. Sherlock yeah. Bones. Sherlock Bones. <laughs> I'd want that. Yeah. Like, I, I, I think that would be cool. I think Sherlock Holmes, but also I'd, I'd want to, while being Sherlock Holmes, have access to like lots of pornography. Sherlock Bones and Doctor Gotsum. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Doctor 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 John got some. <laughs> that that yeah. would be the parody if the uh, famous uh, if the popular Hollywood blockbuster version of Sherlock Holmes came out in the nineteen seventies. Heck yeah! That, yeah, that, that would have been great. In eye popping three D. Yeah, today it's just, it would just be like Sherlock Holmes XXX a porn parody. Yeah. So what does what does uh, Sherlock what does eye popping three D mean? Does it mean my eyes pop? Yours, your what eyes does that pop. mean? The picture punctures my eyes. Oh, that would oh, pop them, yeah. Pop them. Yeah. Think like about balloons. it. Like There's no balloons. easy answer. There's no easy answer to that goddamn question. I think I the actual I, answer I, is I stuffed all y'all, didn't I? No, I think the actual <laughs> answer is that you're so impressed that your eyes bug out of your head. Well, that is the actual <laughs> answer. That's not true. That's not, that's, not, that's not how it works for me. Sorry sure to bring logic into this. Nope, nope. Sorry. Which games do the best job of narratively justifying character death? 
Your mom. Roguelikes. <laughs> Your mom. Roguelikes. Any any game with permadeath narratively justifies it well because it's yeah. over. Right. You mean yeah. nar- narratively justifying? Uh, I think I don't. Like... I don't know if we need narratively in there. I feel like in that question. Well, wait, 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 question. If it, if you take it narratively, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. A, like, yeah, like it's, it's like justifying someone's death within a story. Like, okay, you know, I guess. Story. I guess maybe. Uh, Assassin's Creed narratively nope. justifies it not yeah, well. But it, uh, Assassin's Creed narratively justifies death in the most ham-fisted way possible. It's very wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Hey, it's a video game, but uh, yeah, yeah, which I think is the worst, are probably the answer because it, especially any roguelike where after you die you come back as a as a randomly generated character like a new guy. That is, I'd say, I can't think of one right now. I know some do it. But um, I can't exactly think of one. I I want to make. I I keep thinking. I want to make someday a sort of roguelike where you're climbing a tower, sort of like a Tower of Babel style tower, and you're just doing these, uh, you know, random jumps, and you're just trying to get higher and higher and higher. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And if you fall, if you die and fall off the bottom of the screen. Uh, just like, you know, you, you're climbing one screen at a time and every screen is different. You've got weapons and different, like you'll find weapons on your way up and you can shoot enemies and, or you can stab enemies or whatever. I have this idea that it would be something like monster world, right? And as you get higher and higher up, uh, it gets harder and you just get a better score. You know, you get like now you're a thousand feet up and maybe like 25,000 feet up. There's the ending of the game and you know, you have a big, massive, large sized yay up there. But if you fall, off the bottom of the screen, then your character just plummets to the bottom of the tower, and you're back in the village where you had the money, where you where you started the game, and nice. uh, that's what I think of when I think of a good narrative justification for death in a game. And it's like all, all during my game, there would be like shoots, like laundry shoots, where you can put money or items in them, and it sends them to the bottom of the tower. Mm-hmm. So that's that's my idea for a platform rogue. Like nobody steal it, please. Okay. But, uh, my it's my favorite narrative justification of death is in the iOS game Infinity Blade, where if you die, you play the next round as your son seeking vengeance for your father's death. Yeah, that's actually a pretty cool one. That's cool, but I mean, when when are these guys having all this time to uh, have sons? That's well, what I want to know. I before, guess you go on a, before you go on a journey. You, right. In the old days, in the old times... Everyone had sons. In the old ages, yeah. people used to have lots of uh they they get married and they would make a child right like yeah. this yeah and they would make sure it was a boy and then they would go all right it's time <laughs> to go and they would pick up their sword and they would go on an adventure right all oh, right yeah when you die there's a little graphic that goes like 20 years later so i don't yeah, like that in Blade game i don't like it because it isn't fun all right it's like it's like punch out for uh for I, I want people who don't like cartoons. I guess it's like it's like yeah, punch out. I for like cartoon, cartoons. Punch out for cartoonophobes is what I was going to say. So okay, the game I like the narrative justification of death is uh, the Maximo games for the PS2. Have you guys I played those? Them all. Yeah. You get these gold coins in the game, and uh, you have to pay one to the Grim Reaper, and uh, or not the Grim Reaper, but you know Grim Reaper, Hades, the the, the River Styx, Boatman, Caron, yeah. right? Like. Yeah, yeah, they like so you have to pay him and he will let you stay alive. And if you run out of them, you can't continue. And those games are oppressively difficult, but they're fantastic. And dying is very easy and living is very hard. So just I like, like real just life. Just like real life. 
Yeah. I think, yeah, the ultimate narrative justification would be back to the holodeck. If you die in the game, you die for real. Yeah, the right. Matrix The Matrix had the best narrative justification for death. <laughs> Great. That's right. The actual <laughs> Matrix in the movie. The though. actual Matrix. The actual... The act- Your mind makes it real. <laughs> I was trying to think of a game where, like, an NPC dies and it actually matters, and I can't think of any. Uh... I know mm-hmm. some people would say Mass Effect, but I wouldn't. Uh, those Fire Emblem games, your party members are dying all the time. Yeah, but it doesn't, yeah, it matter. doesn't matter that much. Also, you know, like... They're people, not NPCs. When I was playing that that XCOM, these are also not NPCs, but people encouraged me to um, name characters after my real-life friends, and mm-hmm. I did that, and then, like, Tim, you you died in the first mission. Oh, no. Because I didn't yeah, understand... You, you told me about that. I didn't understand how stuff worked yet. Yeah, you uh, should have waited. You should have played through the tutorial. And and but then I realized I could just make another Tim. <laughs> I, it, like it didn't matter. I could just make another Tim. Am I still it, alive? You can, you're still alive. Yeah, you're you're a sniper at the Heck moment. Yeah. And you, Heck yeah. you look a lot like Duke Nukem. Oh well, yeah. Hail um, to me, baby. So you know it didn't it didn't actually matter. And like the characters that I've really invested in at this point, I'm just not going to let them die. However, there is one character that I simply will not allow to die. It is a f- uh, named after a friend of mine who actually did die. Oh, that's so terrifying. That yeah. Is a person that I will not allow to die, so maybe that's a good narrative justification. I've never named a video game character after a friend who was dead. I mean, I have a couple of those, and I've never done that. That's just kind of morbid. Hey, hey, Brandon, 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 yeah, Brandon, did did you name a character after me? I did not. Oh, oh! <laughs> I didn't name one after Frank it. either. Yeah. Jaffy, you know what? Sound I'm means, making in my heart. That's the I sound can't. of Jaffy's heart. <laughs> Jaffy, we can't die. We're cool. Okay, yeah, bye. You're immortal. In the Halo series, collectible yes. skulls can be activated to play the game at a handicap such as making the enemies dodge you more easily or deactivating checkpoints. What kind of skulls would you implement in the next Halo? Oh, baby. Uh, you have to play without being 12 years old. <laughs> oh, boy. It's going to be really hard for a lot of the audience. So, so someone, uh, someone help me explain the skull thing a little better to me. There are collectible skulls you can find in the levels. And when you pick up the skull, then the next time you play a level, you can activate the skull which will okay. put a handicap on you. And which the, skull, will... uh, the skull has its own defined handicap. Yes. Uh, one skull will make enemies dodge you more easily. One will turn off your heads-up display. Okay. One okay. will make enemies carry uh, higher-grade weapons. I'd, have to, I'd make one where you actually have a realistic pee simulator in the suit, and you have to pee really bad sometimes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would be really good. That would kind be of good. random. You get your pee meter and your dump meter. Yeah. And Cortana keeps telling you, you've got to go pee right now. You've got to pee now or your kidneys are going to burst, chief. And the, and so it would be Halo, but with yeah. all six of the bars from The Sims. No, so that just, in the middle just, of the fight, if you're bored, you need to go talk to your friend. Right. I mean, we could go that far. I was right. just thinking pee, but you know, it could, it, we could implement like social obligations in, right. into the handicaps, sure. Um, that could, I mean... You know, you don't want to add in parts of the level yeah. where, like, there are friends to go talk to if they weren't there before. That's a lot yeah. of resources. You have to so. make sure that Master Chief is satisfying Maslow's pyramid. 
Well, it could be like uh, Grand Theft Auto 4 where you like have to call your friends occasionally or they're like, <laughs> mad at you. Do they have a in in I I'm not familiar with all of the skulls. Do they have a no dual wield cuz that would be kind of an interesting one. They don't, but they should. <clears throat> yeah, that seems like one that would happen. Although um, my pro Halo playing friends tell me that dual wielding is for chumps anyway. It is for chumps, I will tell you. Right. I don't know what's, about that. What's not for chumps is uh being real tough and uh shooting people in the head very quickly. Yeah, that's true. Easy. Because right now the only the only mode anybody I don't know I'm not going to speak for everybody but like the the one mode I think most people are playing is the the SWAT mode where it's just one hit kills if you hit them in like the upper part of their body. What, what about like, uh what about um headshot only mode? That would be interesting. Must headshot part. to kill. Must, must headshot to kill. That would be good. What about tiny? Uh, most head must headshot to kill, and the heads are really tiny. Oh, tiny head mode, yeah. Tiny head. There mode. is. There, I think. I think there actually is a tiny head mode skull. Yeah. How about is, one is where, there a uh, big head mode skull that makes only your head bigger, so they can headshot you more easily? There should just be, be an NBA be Jam mode. Period. Yeah. And NBA Jam mode in Halo. <clears throat> I was gonna there say should, there could be oh, a skull. You have to put up bricks. <laughs> a skull that turns every enemy into Mitt Romney. Oh boy. I don't Let's see how that makes the game harder, though. Yeah, it's not a handicap. I Mitt mean, Romney's really good at shooting uh, right. Marines. So right. it, um, I, w- I would make a skull that puts uh, roller skates on, on Master Chief. Oh, boy. So yeah. you can't ever come to a dead stop. A yeah. skull where if you die in the game, you die for real. Oh, no! <laughs> That's your skull. Your actual skull. That's your skull. It comes right out of your head. Um, how about... Yeah. Let's see. <clears throat> I think that it would be neat to have a skull that... It, this wouldn't really be a skull because it's not taking something away from you, but something that let you... Uh, it would ruin the game, but it would make it hilarious. Right. If you could just put jump pads anywhere. There are some skulls that are just for fun. Like, uh, there's a skull where if you kill a grunt, then it bursts into confetti. confetti. Yeah, that one's a good one. I like, I like oh, that How a about a skull where if you activate it... Uh, you now are hearing in your, I, I mean, in, in your headset or your, your speakers, uh, like there's a microphone on one of the buttons <clears throat> on one of the, uh, the Halo producers' shirts, right? <laughs> and you hear whatever uh, he's saying at the so time. You're, so you're hearing whatever is going on. If he's got it hanging up in his, in his uh, closet, you're hearing what's going on in his bedroom. You know? <laughs> so it's if like he, the if, being John Malkovich skull. If, if he's in a meeting... You're you're hearing that, and then there's another one that's a that's a picture in picture uh, in the corner <laughs> that is just it picks a random developer, and if they're at their computer, there's like their webcam. You're just seeing their face, like while was, you play the game. As as you started saying that, I thought of something that was somewhat similar somehow, which is weird. But um, I I thought of uh, uh, nice. It, this would be a very expensive one, but um. All of the voices, a skull where all of the voices are re-recorded by your mom. All of the voice, all of the enemy voices. Oh no! You have to fight. You have to fight various incarnations of your mom. That Every was your time mom you also... kill in the lead, Brandon, why? Yeah, yeah, she's Don't like pleading. Me, Brandon. That would be the worst. Please. She, she I... also Cortana like telling you to kill her. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's it's, just... it's your real complex orientation thing going on. 
you have to shoot your mother, Master Chief. <laughs> I think just like like, or she wouldn't call you Master Chief. She just calls you Chief. Yeah, because so uh, she knows you quite well. She knows you well enough. She calls you by your. your she last. calls you by your first name, Chief. She knows the the last word of your first yeah. name. Uh, yeah. Master Chief has a real name. We won't spoil yeah. what it is. His though. real name is Chief Masters. John I Chief. Was, I thought it was Master Chief Jones. Master John Chief is what his name is. John O Chief. <laughs> Georgia O Chief. Yeah. Oh, that's his mom. Georgia O Chief. <laughs> right. Yeah. So so Georgia O Chief. I think I think that would actually be really good. I think a skull where the enemies just shriek at you when you shoot them. They're just like, like shrieking this. like That would make it hard to shoot. Yeah. Because uh, you'd have to concentrate. Number yep. ten. Which yeah. video game was likely the most aggravating from the perspective of QA testers? Likely. Likely? Um, I'd say probably the Mamorpagas are pretty tough. Yeah, like every Mamorpaga ever, basically. Yeah, them's is tough. Uh, well, they're actually not as like tough as you'd think. Uh, uh, yeah. Actually, I mean, I, no, I, I, I think Mamorpagas are, are running on pretty tightly, a pretty tightly scripted engine for the most part. Whereas you know, the, something like something like uh, Heavy Rain, like might have been kind of a QA nightmare, just because it's so, like, there's so many different things that could happen in that game that, like, it's probably <laughs> really easy to break it. Yeah, but I think so. I I happened to have at one point in my life known a person that tested MMOs, and they did have checklists and such. But there, there's just a lot of stuff you can't plan for because yeah. you can't you can't test everything that's going to happen. Um, mm-hmm. And so you have to like you have to keep doing QA while the game is running. Like you have to keep doing it. It keeps happening. Like you're not done with the yeah. game. It's it's it, it's that whole live service thing. So you're still, you could be on the live team, or you can be on the new game that's not out yet team. And um, they're they're different skills, and and they seem pretty tough. I think that probably the toughest kind of stuff, I guess, would be <clears throat> maybe stuff that has constrained emergent gameplay, like like your your crackdowns mm-hmm. and such, where you're supposed to be able to leap all crazy huge bounds, but you but they still have to stop you at a certain point. Yeah, like placing those uh, those orbs that increase your jump in Crackdown, that must have been a heck of like a level design sort of yeah. problem. Because yeah. it's like, how high can you get when? Like, I think that... Uh, They're trying I to mess right in 3D, which is uh, in, in an open world, which is tough. I think QA and or the like heck, Just Cause 2, sorry. Yeah, I think the QA for something like Grand Theft Auto yeah. 4 must be pretty bad. Yeah, because there's a whole bunch of places to do. Because it's like if you've ever like looked at a AAA bug report or dealt with one, it's like my elbow can get stuck in this part of this wall, you know. Yeah. And if I if I fire this gun up or down with my elbow stuck in this wall, then I rocket into space. Then I get fifty extra life potions or something like like weird unexpected, unexpectable things. I didn't even yeah, know there were life potions in this game. <laughs> yeah, it's like... <laughs> like, kind of, like, that, like in, that, in that Just Cause 2 game, you yeah, have, that, you have that tether, and, you know, you can tether a plane to another yeah. plane and do all this kind of crazy stuff. Like, that's just nutballs. Like, what are you, what are you gonna friggin... How are you gonna prepare for all those eventualities? I, I mean, well, 
Did they even know that that was possible? Maybe. My body is ready for all the eventualities. Oh. (laughs) Well. Hmm. Uh, Well, you sure stopped us in our tracks. Well, I'm 100% eventuality. Then you might be the ideal QA tester, Tim. Nah. I think they're called Quatesters, actually. I I would think open world games provide. Yeah, I think them open worlds is, is the ones. And I think, per- I think, I think about- particularly the GTA 4 style yeah. one where you can go into like so many buildings. Well, not only like- that, but there's so many weird things you can do that people forget about. Like you can pick up coffee cups and throw them at people and you know, like, yeah, it's like maybe there's a coffee cup in one room somewhere that you can pick up and throw <laughs> that will cause a, a nuclear explosion in the game world. <laughs> you know, it's like, who knows? Yeah, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of mystery in in the code there when you got hundreds of people working on it. There's yeah. definitely some, there is some alchemy in there. There's definitely some life beyond what its individual creators have envisioned. Which Actually, is, I uh, think that's really the answer is any game that has a an enormous a big ass team, yeah, you know, like like Assassin's Creed, Assassin's Creed Three, yeah, yeah, as, like as in Creed Three. Like I don't, well, I don't, I don't know what the tester th- was like for that, but I remember when I beat Grand Theft Auto Four, the QA team just it went on forever in the credits. Like I got up and went to the bathroom on A, and I came back to like K. <laughs> <laughs> a, well, that so okay. that, but we don't know how long it takes you to go to the bathroom, Frank. That's the thing. That's true. I, I'm, I could be really fast. It's true. Could be a real quick guy. Maybe I didn't even leave the room. Yeah, maybe you were just maybe you just really peed close. while you were there. Maybe, <laughs> maybe you didn't have your pants. Maybe you were playing today, Grand yeah. Theft Auto Four in your uh, in your holodeck My bathroom. Holodeck bathroom, yeah. Maybe you were having a <laughs> transcendental experience and you weren't playing a video game at all. Oh my goodness! Oh. I just saw a video today of a man shooting at a shark in Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, mm-hmm. and then the shark jumped out and attacked him. Uh, jumped out of the water, dragged him back in there, and then he was screaming. That's, oh God! That's a video that I watched t- today. So now, man, there's. But I watched that video, everybody. You know, I bet I bet an open world RPG is even harder than Grand Theft Auto. Like that Skyrim? Yeah. I don't think I don't actually think they they QA'd Skyrim, did they? I think not they just very kind of put much. It out, I think they just kind of put it out there. No, they queued the heck out of them A's. What about fighting games? Because fighting games where everything is mic- is millisecond precise and uh there's there's like attack lengths and frames of animation and areas of effect and uh it seems, like it seems attack to be... effect startup and like you you need to tune it so hard, and then it's like, yeah. how do you know if it's uh, the game isn't tuned right or the game isn't uh, QA'd right? It's like, but I feel like a fighting game, like you can lay out everything that could possibly happen way easier than you could in a yeah. Tr- trust me, okay. No, I won't. So trust to some me. extent, the answer is all of them, I guess. All yeah. the games. It's time for a lightning round. Okay. Zap. Each of you has been tasked with designing oh. one of the three main characters in Square Enix's next RPG. Now that is one true. minute in which to present your concept. Frank, you're first. Okay, so um, he's he's a creature. Uh, he's not a human. He, he's a creature. Uh, okay. He's got these these round ears um, on top of his head, right? And uh, <laughs> half furry. And, uh-huh. um, How many fingers does he have? Um, um, well, total or on one hand? On one hand. On one hand, he has, uh, I'm thinking four fingers. All right. All right. Really, they're really big fingers. Yeah, big, chunky uh, fingers. No shirt on. Like, just no, we're just going to go bare chest on this. Okay. Thing. And, um, 
he's going to have uh, just pants on. But but to keep them on, there's going to be suspenders uh, keeping them on, and the pants are going to be red. Right. They have these golden buttons, and uh, he is uh, going to. Uh, you know, you have to do three of these, Frank. No, have Frank three. has to do one. Each one. Oh, of okay, them. okay, okay, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Got. And Sorry. um, and and he uh, he likes to uh, bite throats. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's so, unexpected. So okay, that's, that's your minute. That's my is, is, he, is he called Hickey Maybe? House? Because he, he gets on your throat? <laughs> Maybe. Hickey House. Tim, go. Okay, mine would be, she'd be a girl, and she's wearing very large Harry Potter glasses, like like big, like, round glasses, and okay. she has, like, like a, a bowl cut of hair, and she has breasts that are, like, maybe, like, football... Like length, but okay. soccer ball girth, and she's mm-hmm. wearing a really tight T-shirt, and she's like five foot ten or five foot eleven, and uh, she's what's, she's what's like, her age though? What's her age? She's sixteen, and yeah. she has like really really tight abs, and mm-hmm. she's wearing uh, like suspenders, but there's one suspender is done, and the other suspender's off, so that the you can see, like, the full globe of the left breast, and uh, her her big thing is that she's wearing, like, high-top basketball sneakers, okay. that's, like, oh. her defining character trait, and uh, her weapon is, like, she carries, like, this shotgun that fires, like, these uh, buzzsaw frisbees that are, like, electric-looking. So, like, a buzzsaw frisbee, like, disc gun that she shoots. And, uh, uh, she can score, like, 42, I think 42,000 damage is the base of attack. Okay. Brandon, go. All right, so I'm thinking about where, uh, this company is going, in my opinion. So, um, this girl is, uh, Sexy Chocobo. Okay. She's, she's half human, half Chocobo, so she's got sure. tail feathers. She's in a maid outfit. Uh, she's got, she's got, you know, it comes to just across here on her chest that her boobs are just po- poking out of the top. You stole and, uh, the boobs from me. You stole all, No, I did not. And, uh, all You're of her attacks, all of her attacks are, uh, are, um, <clears throat> she's like a bard in those, in the, in the traditional sense, I mean, in the sense of those games where all of her, her attacks are, are buffs for other characters and they're just like... Um, sexy cute dances that she does and stuff like she'll just bend over and dust something in her maid outfit or she'll 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 give like a kiss or she'll she'll do a, a little thing where the camera pans down and you can see your panties I think that's probably gonna be the character that they would put in their video game I think you're confusing Square Enix for somebody else so your options this week are a throat biting Mickey Mouse some kind of Toho and a sexy Chocobo yep so send me your responses to podcast at insertcredit.com. Which of these characters were the best? And they will get to pick the inaugural question for next week. Tune in if you're a live listener. Uh, even though we're about to wrap up, we're going to take 20 minutes to answer your questions after the show. And if you're not listening to this live, make sure you pop in next week. I'm Alex Jaffe. I'm, I'm Tim Rogers. Well. I said mine first. And I'm the only one who went by himself. I'm Brandon Sheffield. And this is podcasting. Honk. Hank. Podcast over, yeah!